There was a survey that landed in my inbox uh, last week that I thought was quite interesting. It was from Angus Reid, found half of the adults in this country don't have a last will and testament. What wasn't surprising was four in five uh, Canadians younger than 35 don't have a will. But what was surprising was one in five Canadians over the age of 55 also said the same. If the past three years have taught us anything, it's that life can be unpredictable. So to talk about this, we're joined by Jillian Barry, lawyer with Mackenzie Lake, uh, practicing in wills, estates and trusts. Uh, Jillian, I appreciate the time today. Hi, thanks for having me. Are you surprised that so many Canadians uh, don't have a will? Honestly, not at all. The most common comments I get from people who are you know, asking about a will is, why have a will if they don't have any assets? So that's most common among young people. And particularly among older people, I would say that they assume that everything is just going to work out and that even if they don't have a will, their children will get everything. And often that's the case, but it can be a little bit more complex than that. What do you tell people when they say, well, why do I need one if I don't have any assets? Well, if you don't have any assets, the will still does more than just distributing your estate. So it appoints an executor who administers your estate, which does include planning your last funeral. Um, As well as if you have children, then you want to name a guardian for your children. Um, You don't have to have assets to address these issues in a document. To that point, I was reading something just this morning about technology, family sometimes locked out of uh, relatives' phones and whatnot. Uh, That's another reason if you don't have, uh, I guess, uh, you know, uh, a lot of assets just to have, you know, just, you know, a roadmap to what happens when you do pass away. Absolutely. Um, One paragraph that we all always include in our will is uh, specifically about digital assets. So even if you want somebody to be able to go cancel your email accounts or social media accounts, they often cannot do those things without having a will giving them that authority to do so. And on top of uh, digital assets, um, the will can address really anything, even if it's just about giving away your personal items like photographs or jewelry or anything like that. You can put that all into the will. How new is the digital assets aspect to it all? Because it's something that I would never think about, but clearly is is very in tune with 2023. Absolutely. I would say it's quite recent, actually. Probably within the last three to five years, um, you still may find law firms that don't include that paragraph, although I would be surprised to see those wills. And we're seeing it more, especially with cryptocurrency coming up, that we're just discovering what the complexities are and the issues that come with that, especially if you don't have a will. So for people who would like to set one up, how easy is it to set a a will up? Oh, quite easy. So you can do your own will if you write it yourself. You can also buy will kits online. However, of course, I'm always going to say that the best option is to speak with a lawyer. And it is quite simple. So for myself personally, I always start by sending clients a questionnaire to fill out just to help them kind of gather the information I'm looking for ahead of time. Then usually I'll do a phone call or a video call just to get their instructions. And then we go ahead and draft and schedule a signing appointment. So we try to make it pain-free as much as possible. What questions do you often hear from people? I mean, we kind of touched upon some, but what questions do you often hear from people when they're setting up a will? I think most commonly would be, how many executors can I name? 
because especially with older individuals, if they have adult children, they want to name all of their children to be their executors because they feel that by leaving any one child out, um, that child will be offended or hurt. And yes, you can name multiple executors, although it's not a gift that you're giving anybody. It's a tough job. So you don't want to name all of your children just for the sake of naming all your children. You do want to think about who is the best person for that position and who can get the work done. Uh, What should people include in a will? So, of course, executors, of course, distribution. If you have any specific wishes, um, you want to put that in. But you also want to consider how are those beneficiaries going to receive their inheritance? Are there any minors? Um, Does anyone receive Ontario disability benefits? Do we have to manage how they're going to receive their money by setting up a trust for them? And I think that's something that is often overlooked by individuals when they're thinking about what they want to do before speaking with a lawyer. Uh, And if you know who you would like to benefit, even a quick conversation with them to understand their circumstances, just to know how we could best help them in your will. For people with a will, how often should they maybe review it? I'm thinking even with the digital assets uh, thing we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. I would say I recommend to clients every three to five years, just because, as you said, the laws are changing quite quickly with the states. But in addition to that, if something significant in your life happens, like your assets do change. So if you do gain cryptocurrency, or maybe you buy a new house or your investments change significantly, or if someone who's been named in your will passes away, or even if you get married or divorced or separated, all of these are circumstances which do, um, do make reviewing your documents a good idea. Do you find, you know, sometimes people don't want to uh, talk about their will or set their will just because, I mean, it is, you know, somewhat uh, grim kind of uh, thought mm-hmm. to have? Oh, absolutely. I've some people it's very difficult for them and that's what's been delaying them a lot of the time is the anxiety that surrounds talking about death and especially for parents with young children it's a very tough conversation to talk about if they were to pass away what happens to their children um, or you know naming a guardian for them it can be very emotional and I often have people who start tearing up thinking about it so it's a hurdle that a lot of people have to overcome in order to get this done. It's really good advice. Uh, Jillian, I appreciate the time today. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Have a great day. That's uh, Jillian Berry, Mackenzie Lake lawyer practicing in wills, estates, and uh, trusts. Uh, I was really interested in the digital assets aspect of it all uh, because uh, I was just reading about it uh, this morning, knowing that we were going to be talking about wills, but hadn't necessarily planned on the digital assets uh, aspect of it all. But when you think about, you know, passcodes... Sometimes, uh, you know, everyone knows a passcode. Sometimes everyone knows, uh, you know, something you might share. You know, there's the old, you know, Seinfeld, uh, you know, episode about uh, George's, uh, you know, Bosco uh, code for his uh, his bank card. Sometimes people share that information. Sometimes people don't share that information. And there has been a growing issue in, you know, some, uh, you know, end-of-life businesses where they have people who can't, you know, families who can't access their loved one's phone or technology just because it's protected. And so it's something you need to start thinking about, which is something I wouldn't have thought about 
uh, up until just recently. So it's good advice for all. 